Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome. This is Bit Friends Podcast coming to you live from Boston, Massachusetts, where it is a beautiful 76 degrees, nice and sunny, no clouds in the sky on this uh, beautiful Thursday, May 20th. Uh, we're almost to the end of the month of May, and for those with Bitiligo and in this Bitiligo community, we are getting excited. We're getting ready for the month of June, which is globally celebrated as Bitiligo Awareness Month. I'm excited today to have with me a very special guest, and most of the people that know me know that I call her my daughter. Mm-hmm. And this person is none other than Sharon Jones, Sharon Jones of Houston, Texas. Welcome, Sharon. Are you there? Yes, I am. And thank you again for having me on. You are welcome. It is my delight, my pleasure to get a chance to chat with you. And I know that so many people, when we posted your ad for this show, Oh my goodness! The the comments, how beautiful you are. The we we got a couple hundred responses. So folks are waiting for this show. Folks are, are just complimenting how beautiful you are, and you know the way you carry yourself. We've seen you on Facebook through the years. So we're gonna jump on in into the deep end of this ocean. Who exactly is Sharon? Tell us a little about Sharon. Life, marriage, children. Work. Tell us who you are. Um, I'm a mother to a three-year-old um, that I love dearly. Um, I'm a a daughter and a friend and a you know a niece and I'm I'm just like a everybody else. You know, I'm just a human being. You know, um, I enjoy you know, traveling when I can. I love spending time with my family, of course, and my little my little baby. I still call mm-hmm. her baby, even though she's yeah. And, you know, I like to read, and I love eating. I love fashion. So, you know, yeah, that's a little bit about me, yeah. That's a little bit about Sharon. It is so good to have you, and, oh, my gosh, your little precious gem, uh, we've watched her from teeny baby now to watch her grow into her own little self. Such a delight. Now, Sharon, how long have you had vitiligo? Tell our audience about that. Sure. Um, I have had vitiligo since I was four and a half years old going on five. So that's practically all my life. You know, I'm in my my 30s now, so, yeah, a long time. But it started when I was four four and a half going on five years old. Mm -hmm. And you noticed it, your mom noticed it, and what did you do next? What did the dermatologist tell you that you had? Well, how my little LIGO came about um, was it's kind of weird because it started off as just itchy skin. And we just thought it was because, you know, I was a typical child outside playing with my friends. Of course, you get dirty and sweaty. You come inside, Mommy, I'm itchy. My face itchy. Sharon, you just need to take a bath. Oh, okay, no problem. You know, 
But one particular day, I remember I came inside and um, to take a nap, and I woke up, go, you know, went to the restroom, washed my hands, and I just so happened to look up in the mirror, and I just started hollering and screaming because I had these little, like, um, patches around my eyes. Now, mm. at that time, it wasn't real pale like it is now. It looked more of a beigey color. So it was mm-hmm. around my eyes, so I, start, I started to holler and scream because I didn't know what was going on. So my mama rushed in the bathroom. We both didn't know. She was crying. So we called my grandmother and my great-grandmother. They came over, took a look at me. Of course, they didn't know either. So our mm. next step was to go to the dermatologist. And once I went to the dermatologist, um, that's when we found out that I have um, vitiligo. And at that time, it really wasn't a lot of information about vitiligo. It wasn't a lot of known cases, you know, on vitiligo. And basically, the doctor told me, you know, I would need a counselor or a psychiatrist because I was so young that I wouldn't be able to deal with vitiligo. Hmm. He also said that, and of course, he didn't know what he was talking about because why would you need to do surgery on me. He said that he would need to cut me open to find out what caused the vitiligo, just all this, like, crazy nonsense. And, of course, my great-grandmother and my mom was like, no, 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 no. You're not cutting on her, so you're going to give her another problem because that's what's going to happen. So we're not going to allow you to cut on her because it's Mm -hmm. obvious that you really don't know what it is, Um, you know. And second of all, she's not going to need a counselor or a psychiatrist. We're gonna be mm. we're gonna be here for her. She's gonna be okay, you know. So yeah. That's so how... <laughs> what what a way to introduce you to to vitiligo. First, that you need help to handle it. So you need a counselor. You need the psychiatrist. But what about treatment? What did he say about treatment? Did he recommend? Did he offer? He did. He did um, recommend the ultraviolet treatment um, for mm-hmm. me, and that was something that my mom and my grandmother, you know, my great-grandmother actually went home and they discussed. And I tried it like a year later, and when I tried it, I know now technology has come a long way, but back then in the early 90s, it really didn't work for me. It mm-hmm. just really made my light, um, my light patches around my eyes burn. Mm. So it really didn't do any. It didn't do anything for me. So we tried it for a few months and then we stopped. Wow. Now, okay. So you're four. By this point, you're five, six, kindergarten. How was it adjusting to school with those babies, kindergartners, first graders looking at you? What did they say? How did you handle that? And how did your mom take to that? Well, the first thing, um, one of the first things that we did before I even started school was um, my my great-grandmother asked me, and she said, Sharon, it's entirely up to you. You know, I love you for who you are. You're still beautiful regardless, but I want you to be comfortable. So Mm -hmm. you want to wear makeup, you know, and I was like, yes, ma'am. So she took me to the Galleria, and we tried Dermablend. This makeup artist helped us, you know, Mm-hmm. Try on a derma blend. We mixed colors in because it really wasn't a color that was going to match my skin 100% right. perfectly, but we got a color that matched, you know, and camouflaged mm-hmm. it enough, you know, mm-hmm. just enough. So um, I did that. And then um, 
a few days later, my mom came up to the school and talked to the principal, got permission from the principal to talk to my teachers and my peers about my vitiligo. So she did that. She went to the classes with me and, you know, talked to my um Talk to my peers and talk to my teachers. So that helped a lot. That helped a lot. That is very, listen. Kudos to mom for knowing what to do. Would you encourage moms? Would you say that is something that all moms should do right out the gate, or in the in the early stages, preschool, kindergarten? Um. Yes. 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 Especially, like you said, in the early stages, and if they have a kids that you know are in elementary school, because you know they're growing up, they may be confused about it. Mm-hmm. You know, they really don't know how to speak up for themselves yet, the way mm-hmm. they should, or educate people about what vitiligo is the way they should. You know, because they're young, so mm-hmm. it's it's important for the parents to step up to the plate and do that. For that that's right. So that's, that's very important. Beautiful. I encourage, you know, parents today, if they have young kids that has, you know, that have the deligo, you know, and they may have a hard time dealing with it, I would encourage parents to go up to their child's school and speak to their peers and speak to their teachers to educate them about the deligo because that helps. It helps yeah. a lot with the bullying. They won't yeah. have to deal with as much bullying if, you know, education is provided. I totally like that. I mean, it's difficult as it is a former educator myself um, having parents to be involved. But here's a parent that's being involved in regular things, but now being involved on this in this aspect of sharing information, educating the children about what your child has. That is a beautiful thing. Totally. Yes, it is. And I really appreciate my mom for doing that. Amen. Give her a big hug for me. Listen, so here you are, four years old, five years old. Had you seen vitiligo before? Is there any family history? Or this was brand new to everybody? This is really brand new to everybody. Like, I never, you know, seen vitiligo before. Um, Never. Never. And in my immediate family, um, there was no one that had it. You know, it, it's possible that it could have just skipped generations. Mm-hmm. It, it's mm-hmm. possible that somebody in my family did have it, but it was just generations ago. It wasn't immediate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Now, so let's move on a little bit from kindergarten, first grade. Now you're gradu- gradually moving up, and let's take it into middle school now, this is a child with the four-year-old, five-year-old child with this. You said the vitiligo was centered more around your eyes. And I've known and heard of people being teased and called raccoons. So here you are going into middle school. Your vitiligo must have spread some more. And the still circles around your eyes like a raccoon. Tell us how you handled middle school. Well, middle school, um, I was still wearing makeup. So, you know, um, around my eyes, so around my eyes was camouflage. But at that time, you know, um, gradually it did start to spread, you know, on my hands and, you know, my legs, my elbows, other other obvious places. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Middle school wasn't always easy for me, to tell you the truth. Um, My mom Mm -hmm. had to come up to my middle school because a student – um, one of my classmates kept picking on me, 
You know, mm. so my mom had to come up there. He said some very inappropriate things like, do I have white spots on my vagina? That was mm. very um, inappropriate. Jesus. So, yeah, yeah it, it, it was crazy in middle school. So she had to come up there and, and, you know, get him situated and let him know, like, look, this is my child. What you said was inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not perfect either. That's right. I, I, my mom was like, she was one of the parents. I can look at you and tell you something right now because, you know, <laughs> your ears big. big. Yeah. You know, so yes. my mom wasn't playing behind me. So yes, she went good. up there and got him to move on together, and I didn't that's have a good. problem with him afterwards. You know, and that's just one incident. You know, unfortunately, you know, from time to time, I um, experienced, you know, other situations you know, mm-hmm. in regards to my bit of LIGO. But, yeah, that was one incident. That was one incident when my mom came up there and got him, you know, got him together. So, yeah, it's crazy. It was crazy. I mean, that yeah. was so inappropriate. I couldn't even believe he asked me that. And I even said, that's none of your crazy. business. Like, crazy. you don't ask me anything like that. But, yeah, that's just one of the crazy incidents yeah. of many. Now, you're at this age where um, some kids are looking, they're, they're in PE, they're in dance, they're in um, cheerleading. Were you involved in any extracurricular that would have exposed your legs and your thighs or any of that? Um, No. I always make sure, like, especially in middle school and high school, I stay covered up a lot, you know, and I – and it'll be 89, 90 degrees outside, and I'm covered up from, like, most most mm. of the time from head to toe. Even, you know, gym, you know, I remember when I started gym, I hated gym because I had to dress out. And mm. I remember one of my friends, she spent the night with me. She was my best friend at the time. We went to the same um, school, and she helped me put all this makeup on my legs because I had gym mm. the next morning. It was Dermablend. It was the it was the liquid one, the one that's for the body. So yeah. she helped me put it on my legs from my knees all the way down to my ankles. And the next morning, <laughs> I got up and it was all on my um. And I put the setting powder and stuff on there. I thought I was gonna be okay. I tried to sleep in one position. I tried to put the towel <laughs> underneath uh, underneath me, and it's still been it's still end up rubbing off and being all over my sheets. So, you know, I had to talk to my um, gym, my gym teacher, and explain to her my situation, and she perfectly understood. So I had to wear tights under my um, under my shorts. You know, I wore tights under my shorts. You know, it was even, just that even bad. Even if and the I, weather was hot. Even when I'm, yep, even when it was hot, even when we went outside, you know, to play volleyball or to run track, I had I had tights under my um, shorts. And I do recall, you know, one time, one time wearing shorts without anything um, underneath it. And I did it one time, and I remember when one of my peers said that they were scared of me. And I was like, why are you oh, scared of me? And she, yeah, she's like, because mm. of your skin, you know. And then that, I think that was it. I think that was it, you know, a yeah. few days later, I was like, okay, let me try to put some makeup on here. Let me do something. <laughs> so it was like, sometimes I would try to build my own self-esteem up, you know, yeah. but it would be someone would tear it right back down. So oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it oh, was crazy. Yeah. Now, so you're, you're through middle school, you're into high school, 
girls are beginning to consider boyfriends and proms and, you know, all that kind of good stuff. What was that like for you? I missed out, I missed out on a lot of things in high school, especially during spring break. Um, when my friends was going to, like, to the beach and things like that, I wouldn't go because, of course, that requires you to wear shorts or a swimsuit. You know, mm. I, I wasn't comfortable in my own skin, so, you know, I didn't do spring break with my friends. Um, I did. I was in one activity. I was the president of a fashion club when I was in high school. I was happy about that. But I wanted mm-hmm. to try out for cheerleading. Even the cheerleader coach wanted me to try out. But, of course, that requires you to wear a skirt. I mm-hmm. wasn't comfortable in, you know, with my own skin. I wasn't comfortable showing my legs because I had to, you know, have so much bit of LIGO. So I missed out on that. So it's it's some things that I missed out on, you know, that mm. if I can, you know, have a do-over, I would do things differently due to my bit of LIGO. And, um yeah, it was, it was it was crazy and dating and things like that. Um, that was a a hassle for me too because of course you know even if you don't have vitiligo when you enter high school probably eighth grade that's when you start hitting if you haven't hit puberty yet. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's when you start being interested in you know boys and things yeah. like that. And um, by me having been a LIGO, I thought I was the ugliest thing on earth. I thought I would never have a boyfriend. I thought no one mm. would be interested in me, especially in high school. So I, sometimes I settled for mm. situations and settled for the wrong kind of guys, you know, mm-hmm. due mm-hmm. to me having been a LIGO, you know. So, and I didn't have my dad around, unfortunately. So he wasn't there to be like, you know, Sharon, even though you have bitter LIGO, I still love you. You're still beautiful. Right. You're still this and that, you know. So mm-hmm. that's very important because I know, like, a lot of young girl, girls today, a lot of them, the ones that do have bitter LIGO, some that I know, some grown women that have bitter LIGO, they had their fathers there, you know. Right. So it was right. a little bit easier for them, you know. They didn't make some of the, mm-hmm. you know, poor choices that I made, you know. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have a father, and then on top of that, again, dealing with vitiligo, you know, I chose the wrong guys, you know, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but you bounce back. Look at look at where you are today. Now, between, between that, you know, teenage, going off to college, how did going off to college and handling it, meeting new people again, uh, and adjusting to being even away from family, your support system? Um, going out to college was, you know, something that I really, I'm happy I did go to college and, and got a degree, but my little Lego stopped me from doing a lot because I want to go to college out of state, but I didn't because of my little mm-hmm. Lego, you know, um, I remember one incident where I was visiting one of my friends that we went to high school together and we both went to the same college. And, of course, I stayed at home and she stayed on um, on a dormitory. So she mm-hmm. wanted me to come visit her and look at her new room and meet her roommate. And so when I went to her dorm, we was um, she introduced me to some of her friends that she made, you know, her new friends that she made. And I remember one guy, 
he didn't even want to shake my hand, you know, because mm. of my little Lego. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, you should be a little bit more mature, sir. You know, mm. we're in our early 20s. Are you that ignorant? But that feels some type of way, you know. But, you know, for the most part, you know, um, maybe here and there I got people kind of looking at me weird or maybe asking me a few questions or two. But for the most part, no bullying, you know, in college. Good. Most Good. of that happened when I was in, like, you know, middle school, elementary, you know, um, a little bit in high school, you know, when I go places in public. Sometimes and it, it didn't even really have to do a lot of it with me growing up haven't been a lot going to school, but a lot of stuff I experienced outside of school, like going to the grocery mm-hmm. store with my mom and my aunt yeah. or in my yeah. neighborhood, you know, people yeah. walking up to my aunt, what's wrong with her skin? What is that on her skin? You know, mm. just, just ignorant, just rude, just yeah. so rude. Or what's wrong with her or in my neighborhood? You need to choose. One of the girls was like, you need to choose if you want to be black or white. And, you know, mm. I, I didn't hear it at all. 101 Dalmatian, you know, did you get burnt? You know, did you mm. pour some bleach on your skin? You know, so it was, All it was crazy. to a lack of education, understanding, empathy, sympathy, lack of knowledge. Right. They, 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 you know, that's why we are, are pushing for early elementary, from kindergarten on up, that it'll be in the curriculum um, talking about skin. So if you're covering the skin as a science, um, you can cover, vitiligo should be included, period. So people at, at that age, don't tell me you're going to college 2021 20, and you still have no clue. That's not good. Not right. good at all. Right. Yeah. Right. So it That's seems true. that you... agree. Totally. It seems growing up, though, from when you were first diagnosed at four, you had a tremendous support system. Your mom, your grandma, your great-grandma, you were one of the lucky ones. You had support. What do you say to somebody without support, or what can you tell us about your support system? Sure. Um, Yes, I was blessed to have a a great support system, like you stated, with my mom, Great-grandmother, my grandmother, my uncle, my cousins, my aunts, mm. my immediate family was very um, supportive. And I was blessed um, to have a great support system. One thing I do want to say is, you know, for people that may not have, you know, a support system out there, you know, um, we're out here. Yes, right. We, we are out here. You know, um, if you don't have a great family support system, you know, reach out to some people that you don't know. You know, it's a lot of little vital organizations on, you know, Facebook, on Instagram, you know, and we're here for you, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really good to have people that that can support you to have vitiligo. Like, even though I had my family, you know, they couldn't protect me from the outside world. They couldn't be there with me every day, all day, throughout my day-to-day life experiences. Right. They couldn't. So sometimes I still felt alone. And then yeah. keep in mind, in the early 90s, vitiligo wasn't known. So I was always the oddball. Just imagine, yeah. you know, what that does to 
a four, five, six year old, you know, even a, a eighteen year old, a twelve, thirteen year old, you know, just imagine mm-hmm. what that does to that person. So I still needed a support system outside of my family. That's right. That's but right. But I didn't find that support system until I was in my early twenties. Because they didn't really have it then like they have it now. So no, today, now, yeah. Those people that's dealing with little LIGO that's having a hard time, you guys have a lot, y'all have a lot more access to things that a lot of us didn't have access yes, to they do. 10, yes. 15 plus years ago. Yes. Now, so you, we brought you up as far as to college and that experience with, you know, visiting your, your best friend. Um, so, You've you completed college and you're into the work world and you're you're living life, and right now you're in the the field of education. You're in a school system. How is it with your colleagues and the kids in the school seeing someone with vitiligo? How do they approach you? What do you say? Well, the students they're very very supportive because Good. a lot of them, of course, they're they have social media, so a lot of them know about Winnie Harlow. Um, a few of them have family members that have vitiligo, and mm-hmm. it's actually another teacher. She don't work there anymore at the high school that I work at, but mm-hmm. she has vitiligo. So okay. social media, social media helped a lot of my students um, know about vitiligo. So when I explained it to them, they're like, "Oh, Miss Jones, we already know about vitiligo. <laughs> we love you anyways. We don't care about that." And even my um. My coworkers, they felt the same mm. way when I decided to start wearing makeup to work. They was like, you really look better without the makeup. You know, no wow. <laughs> You know, wow. you look better without the makeup. You know, we still, you're still pretty. We still love you, and that don't mm. bother us. I put more anxiety on myself because I was yeah. really scared to yeah. go to work without makeup. Like, at first, I didn't think that I could do it when I very first decided to do it. Because I was like, how yeah. they going to react? They're gonna, I'm going to be walking down the house or going to different classrooms. They're going to be pointing at me, staring at me. It's like I put so much anxiety on myself. And come to find out, it was a smooth sailing. You know? They, they I'm, just I'm love Sharon for, for Sharon. Yes. They, Yes, and I I was really thankful for that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Now, you know, you had opportunities with, you said high schoolers or who you work with? Yes, I work with high school students, 19, 18, and 12th graders. So what a teaching, what a teaching moment, but you said you didn't even have to really use your teaching moments like I encourage people to do because they, you said they all have access today to so much information on social media that they all knew about it. So you were stressing for nothing. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. For the most part, they all knew about it. Yes. Yeah. So then let's now, know that, you know, the LIGO, as far as the LIGO awareness, has came uh-huh. a long, long way, which is a blessing. And also, oh, yeah. we got to be thankful for social media. Because if it oh, wasn't yeah. for social media... It wouldn't be like this, as far as That's people right. being so, you know, so um, so much more knowledgeable about yes. the LIGO. So, yeah, it's good that we do have social media for that. Absolutely, totally agree. 
So in Houston, where you are, were you a part of a support system in those early days, at least from the time you, you know, became aware as a young adult to, say, 2015? Um, I am a part of a support group, um, Ms. Diane's support group. And before Ms. Diane's support group, we had, like, a small support group, but um, we wasn't able really to be successful as we wanted because a lot of mm-hmm. people stayed on opposite sides of town, so we really weren't mm-hmm. able to, you know, have our meetings together. as much as we wanted to. But with Ms. Diane's group that she has here in Houston, that's mm-hmm. where my support came from. And I've been a part of that group. I want to say since 2000 and I want to say 16, somewhere in 2016. That's when oh, I um, that's how long came across she, I thought she started in. She started in 2016. I thought it was 17. Okay. Because 2016, I posted on um, 2015. I posted about coming to DC. And that's when I first heard from you wanting to come to the conference. Right. Remember that? Right. Yeah, that's okay. why I so, said I believe it was the end of 2016. Because I remember, I can remember that because I was pregnant with my daughter in 2000 and, uh, 2000 and when did I have Sanaa? She was born November 10, 2017. So I was pregnant with her sometime in 2016. And I remember when I was pregnant, I was doing things with Miss Diane organization. So that happened okay. somewhere like in the mid end of two thousand and sixteen. Got it. Got it. Well it was a, a, a pleasure having you um you know write in to ask about coming to the inaugural event that we hosted on the Capitol in twenty sixteen that was the first US um, rally. What were your thoughts on that? How did you feel about coming? What did that do for you? Um, it was life changing. I really mm. enjoyed myself. That was the very first time I ever been to a Vita Ligo conference. It was great to see everybody that looked just like me, that's been mm. through the same things I've been through. Um, it's like my family, my extended family. A lot yeah. of my little Lego family, of course, we interact on, you know, Facebook, but being able to be around one another face-to-face, same place, same time, was, mm. it, it was an awesome experience. You know, the walk was awesome. Alicia, yeah. I remember she spoke. That was awesome. It was like yeah. one of the best times of my life. I always wanted to, you know, go to a little Lego conference rally so mm. that was the first one I went to, and it was everything that I expected and more. And it it was just awesome. It was just great to see everybody. It was. It was history making. It was the the first ever, and I tell you, it was something that I don't think any of us will ever forget. No, we will not. It it was really awesome. Really, I had a I had a ball. I really did. Yeah. I really did. Some of us got there earlier the Thursday, and we were able to, you know, visit senators' offices and, you know, tell them about Vilago. Some of these, they, we we vote for these people. We put them in office, so we have to tell them about this condition because there was some there that had no clue. 
um, one, uh, I remember talking to a senator from Florida and Vitiligo, like what? Um, you know, they people are still not knowledgeable in this 21st century. There's still people that have no clue. So we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work. Yes. Ahead of yes. Us. yes. We came a long yes. way, thank God. Yes. We still have a long way to go because you're right. It's still people that's not knowledgeable about Vitiligo. And sometimes I be taken back by it, you know, because I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, like, okay, you're, you don't have social media, no kind of social media. Like, we're everywhere. We in magazines. We in billboards. We on social media. We in videos. You know, we every, we everywhere. So, you know, sometimes it kind of takes taking me back a little bit. But it is what it is. You know, yeah. we just got to continue to spread awareness so more people will become aware of Vitiligo. Yeah. And again, there's people that want to know what they want to know. See, this don't bother them. It's not in their face. For us members of the of the darker skin, it, it, it's visible. So people tend to want to think, oh, it's a black issue. Let's leave it alone. And it's not true. I've just created right. a survey right. that I've sent out to most of the doctors that um, come to our things. And um, when they... The, question I asked on the survey break down by percentages how many blacks, how many whites you'll be surprised to know that it's more whites than blacks with oh, this wow. condition yeah, but but it's noticeable on us because of our skin tone and you talk right. about people knowledgeable right. about this everywhere you go and is that the thing that Michael Jackson has so all they know to associate with this is Michael Jackson Right. Or, you know, for me, a lot of people associate Winnie Harlow. They'd be like, oh, you had a same condition? You got the same condition that supermodel have, Winnie Harlow. I get that a lot. And it's kind of weird because a few weeks ago, I attended one of my best friend's um, braiding competition. And Mm -hmm. one of her associates had came up to me and was like, people are asking me, are you um, Winnie Harlow? And I was like, no, we don't look nothing alike. We just have this, we have a bit of light. I said maybe because we both petite and maybe be the right. kind of same skin tone or whatever. But right, right, I right. I confused with her like a few times. And I was like, no, I'm not her. So wow. wow. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. But I get that a yeah. lot. So, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm grateful for her, you know. Yeah. I'm grateful for her because that helps us a lot. Because a lot of people know about Little Ligo because of her as well, you know? Yeah. Um, we still wish that she would do more, although, you know, that's right. up for discussion. Right. But she, you know, the Research Foundation has called her. People have reached out to her to say, you know, just connect yourself with, I don't know with how you do it, but with... with the only yeah. like, the only time she yeah. really talk about Vitiligo is if it's a major company or if it's a major group of people right. that um that reaches out to her because she did TED talk she did but she got to remember that you know it's still you know it's still day to day people you know that right have Vitiligo you know so I just feel like she only talk about Vitiligo you know when it's convenient for her you right. know. 
So and I that's do what understand. hurts I do us. Agree with you on that. I, yeah. I really wish you would have reached back out. You know, yeah. just don't reach out to major, you know, major companies or major people. Reach out to, you know, everybody. You know, not, you know, not everybody because she can't reach right, out to right, everybody. Right. But, you know, at least to the Vitiligo organization, you know, exactly. she should, exactly. you know. Well, you know, never say never is what the old folks would say. And so we're hoping that, you know, she'll come around to seeing the need to speak on behalf of the USA vitiligo community, period. That's what, that's all right. right. You know, um, it was, she, when she was in that contest, what's it called? Talent. What was the name? Uh, American 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 Idol. Yeah. It was her skit. She was kicked off the show. I was up into that show. I I was watching that every day. She was kicked off. But Tyra went back for her to said, I really love the patterns on your skin. So it's the vitiligo skin that have you making that money today. Exactly. That's true. It's the vitiligo yeah. that got her. Yep. That's the reason why yeah. she's a supermodel. And that's well, if that is, if that's what the thing that, that like, do she really, really understand that the reason why you're a supermodel and the reason because, why power was drawn to you, like you stated, was because of the patches on your skin. Yeah. You're absolutely right, yeah. Ms. Valerie. So why not? Don't put all your eggs in one basket, but why not use um, the the why not support the vitiligo platform? Why not speak on behalf of the U.S. vitiligo community? Is all we're asking, right? And right. so I'm keeping my fingers crossed that one day, that one day it'll happen. But getting back to um, the life-altering, life-changing um, 2016 event, do you remember what what happened at the breakfast that Saturday morning before we headed out to the Capitol steps? Oh, yes. Oh, I remember yeah. when you asked me to come up and speak for a little bit. Yes. Yes, I do remember I have this way, I tend to look around at the audience and just when people, when I'm looking at a person or just seeing your movements and it speaks to me, I really move on that. And I tell you, I loved your, your energy. I loved your, just the way you, you, you speak. I love, Kerwin was the other guy. I couldn't help. I said, Kerwin, I want you to speak. We didn't have a program plan. I said, God, I'm going to just follow what you say to do. And it worked out so well because you shared from your heart. It's not scripted. You were you were just flowing. And in that flow was just your excitement of what had transpired that night with, with dinner and just the excitement of seeing all the people. Am I right? You're absolutely yeah. right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. It's a, it was a time that I don't think anybody will forget in a long time. Now, you said um, that you're with the Houston, uh, HVAM, Houston Vitiligo Awareness Movement. Uh, With June coming upon us really quickly, the month that we celebrate Global Vitiligo Awareness Month, what are you guys doing, if anything, and how are you planning to celebrate anything that you can share with us? What Are you very active in the group? 
Well, I know I plan on posting some um, videos, just educating people about Bitter Ligo, real short videos, letting them know why this month is so important to us. And also I am going to post um, pictures from previous um, my previous Bitter Ligo conferences. And mm-hmm. I need to contact Miss Diane because I'm sure she's working on something. But mm-hmm. HBAM, you know, I'm not sure what it is yet. But I know that's what mm-hmm. I'm going to do as far as my mm-hmm. part. Well, that's good because that's what we're encouraging everybody. Do your little part in your little neck of the woods, whatever it is. It's all for the same cause. It's all for the bringing awareness to Vilago. I'm not in your area, so I can't do it. But you in your little area, you're doing it. We're all doing it. It'll all come together, and that's the education of this condition that we're talking about, you know? Right. I I said to our folks, we're going to go out with, with our wristbands. We're going to go out with our brochures. Yes, we have to be safe. We know that we're in a pandemic, of course. But um, to just pass out a brochure, pass out a wristband, we hope we stumble on somebody with vitiligo so we could really have a good conversation. But Whatever means, whatever way we spread awareness, that is the key in this season. Because there's so much to be done still. We came a long way, but again, we still have so much work to continue to do to get awareness out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, you know, if somebody is out there today who has just recently been diagnosed, they don't like what they're seeing in that mirror. And I know you spoke about derma blend. They can't get the stuff to blend right. They're frustrated. You've made it from age four to 30 plus. You're still standing. You've made it. And the compliments that our ad got, um, oh, my God, you're so beautiful, and all of that. How can you speak life and hope to somebody who's struggling right now? Tell them something. I was once in your shoes. Oh, I do understand looking in the mirror and not liking what you see, you know, Mm. crying and asking God, why me? Why this had to happen to me? And being depressed and not wanting to go on and just not, literally just not knowing what to do with yourself. Um, Mm. I have been there. And I would tell you that I know this may sound cliche, but it's true. When I say it is, the grass is greener on the other side. Hmm. The sunshine after the rain, and it will get better later. You know, um, it's a difficult. It's difficult to process at the beginning. You know, for a lot of people, it's difficult to understand. You know, it's just different. It's just difficult to just. Wrap your head around what's happening to your skin, you know, and the hard part is that, you know, you know that you don't have no control over it, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. one thing that I can tell you is please continue to go on. Find you right. a great support system in your community or online. Mm-hmm. Um, surround yourself with um, positive people. Um, do research, you know, do research on it. Do more research on it, especially if you knew you you just now diagnosed with vitiligo, so you still kind of new to the whole vitiligo, you know, situation. Situation. So do research on it, um, and just remember that it's always someone out there 
that's going through something worse than you. It really that's is, right. you know. Right. And my mom and my grandmother used to tell me that, Sharon, you have better LIGO, yes. It's very painful emotionally, you know, to deal with and, you mm-hmm. know, mentally. And we understand, we understand that to a certain extent. But while mm-hmm. you're going through that pain, please remember that you're still blessed because that's right. you're still able to walk. You're still able that's to talk. Right. You can see, you can hear, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't have any cancer, you know, you don't have any severe deformities or mm. anything like that, you know, because always someone out there worse than you. Worse and remember, up. no one is perfect. No one mm. is perfect. We all are going through something. Sometimes... Yeah. Our differences are more visible. Yeah, the LIGO is visible to the human eye. Yes, it is. Right. But remember that there's always somebody going through something worse than you, and everybody got something going on with them. That's no right. Perfect on this earth. I don't care what no one tell you, what social media would like to tell you, what anyone like to tell you. No one is mm. perfect. You know, so just keep striving, just keep living your life, and just take it day by day. Because, of course, again, at the beginning, it's very, very hard. It's, oh, yeah. it's very hard to cope with. It's very hard to deal with. But, you know, me personally, the way I was able to deal with it and cope through it was because my family, mm, support, God, yes. and my support, you know. Amen. So, And also, don't forget, like, you know, the 1-800 number. You know, you, you know, I would tell that person that they can call that number and talk to someone that can yeah. relate to them, that have better LIGO, you know, but don't give up on life and don't give up That's on right. yourself. That's right. Well said. Well said. I can't touch that. Sharon, I thank you. I thank you. Thank you for spending this time with me. I so appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I've been wanting to do this for quite some time, so I'm glad I got it done. Love you. Stay well. Stay safe. Love you, too. We'll do it again. God okay, bless. have a good one. Thank you again. You, too. Bye-bye. Thank you, baby. Love you. Bye-bye. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, my conversation with Sharon Jones out of Houston, Texas, telling us her journey with Vitiligo. Listen, it's not easy, as she shared. Go back and listen to this a second time, if you will. It has not been easy but she's been able to stand up and stand strong in the face of whatever came her way, be it from age four to teenage to college to where she is today. Sharon Jones is standing strong. Listen, let me bring you up to speed. She did mention an 800 number, and that number is 844-374-3639. It is a BitFriends number, but we've had people that would call that number wherever they are in the U.S. Um, We had someone in California the other day, and so we made some connections out in California. Wherever you are and you're in the USA and you'd love for us to connect you, if you don't know where there's a support group, we are here to assist. 844-374-3636. Three nine. Again, we are um, Vit Friends host a podcast um, mostly every Sunday. In between, we throw in some extra things. And so my co-host is having this coming Friday um, live DJ 
We have a dance party for half an hour. That is posted on the Bit Friends um, Facebook page. Get a look at that so that you can get the link. If you don't have time to get the link for that, it'll be also live on Facebook, on our Facebook page. And so um, next up with my co-host is um, Sharon, uh, Sharon of Little Ligo. Sharon, um, she is the leader of Little Ligo, and he will um, have an interview with her on May 30th, and you'll hear more of that um, within the next few days. Um, I'll be hosting one live from Trinidad, and you'll hear more about that as well. We're doing so many things. Um, We're just so delighted to be able to come out on June 1st with some announcements, um, uh, things that are changing within our um, organization that we'd like to share with you, um, some additions and, uh, you know, and and leadership and all of that. We're excited of what's happening. Um, Most of you must have heard of or participated in several hundreds that joined the FDA um, hearing on Vitiligo. We're just so grateful that that even happened. And so now the ripple effect from that has now increased our uh, membership on the Facebook. People are asking, who's with friends? What are we doing? And treatments are coming. Treatments are coming. You'll hear some more information about new treatments coming out in the latter part of this year. And if you've not heard or seen um, our trailer, for a documentary that Bit Friends is excited to be working on. This um, record shows that this might be the first Vitiligo documentary ever, and we're so delighted to be setting the tone even in this area. A lot of work ahead for us. It's going to be something that will come out later in 2022, but work is in process, or as the producers would say, the train has left the station. Um, give us feedback. Give us your comments about the documentary. Tell us how we're doing. You can write us at support at bitfriends.org. You can visit our website, www.bitfriends.org. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Reddit and so many other more platforms serve you. Podcast. Our podcast is picking up speed. It's uh, my co-host that showed me um, how to get into the uh, the stats. And oh my goodness, the reach, the Australian reach, the new um, UK reach, the the places it's reaching is incredible, and we're so delighted. We can also be found on Blog Talk Radio iHeartRadio, the largest uh, radio broadcasting system in the USA, and also on Spotify. We're now on Apple, and we're on one or two others. I can't remember their names at this point, but the main ones, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Radio, Apple, and uh, Blog Talk. Um, You can find us there and some Additional will announce on June 1st. Congratulations to Wisconsin. Congratulations to Indiana on receiving their state proclamation 
declaring June as Vitiligo Awareness Month. We thank you for um, those other groups. All of our other groups, as a matter of fact, has um, applied for requested proclamations within their state, and we're all waiting to receive those. Uh, some may not for their states has given them reasons um, why they may not get it this year, but whatever it is, we're going to be posting them on Facebook. We're just so happy that our states are recognizing Vitiligo. We want the world, the globe, to recognize Vitiligo for what it is. Um, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for um, calling. Thank you for your emails. If you'd like to financially support, there's a donation button on our website. Um, we want to hear from you. Um, we're excited that our Pen Pal Patch Children's Division is thriving. They're doing well. And our brand new Teens Division, Purple Patch um, Teens, uh, as of March 1st, February 1st, um, they're up and active and running and working. You'll be hearing a little more from them. They're working on videos and what have you. Um, the goal, the ultimate goal is to connect with other teen groups within the Vitiligo community so that these teens can do things together. Please write us. Tell us what you'd like to hear from us. Um, be on the lookout for our podcast. We're growing, we're thriving, we're doing more things. And we get some treats for you come July 1st with some announcement. God bless you. Thank you, Sharon, for your patience, for your uh, kindness, giving me some time today from your busy schedule. I so appreciate you and I love you. And everybody knows that I refer to you as my big daughter. And so I'm so happy that I had this time with you today. We love you. The Bit Friends family is here for you. Let us know how we can help. God bless you. Stay well. Call us again, 844-374-3639. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. God bless. Bye-bye.